Hey everybody, this is another episode of the MN Carpool Podcast with me, your cooler host, Nate. And Max, your even cooler host. <laughs> um, full disclosure, we just had like 20 minutes of recording where we talked about... What did we start with? So, we first talk- was throwing car throwing car batteries into the ocean. Kids, then, with, kids with iPhones. No, there was robots first. No, it was Ro- kids with iPhones. No, no, no. It was robot presidents. No, and kid- then because we talked about president votes, then we talked about youngest... You're doing this in the opposite order. It was kids, kids with batteries... I sorry, <laughs> batteries in the ocean. Why is that? Why is that happening? We don't know. Kids, uh, kids with iPhones, and that led you to be like you. Fa- you had a kid in elementary school had an iPhone, and then that led to you voting in elementary school as like a exercise. Uh, it was that a your school, school activity. Did. It was fun. yeah, and no, but we also joked about that kid. He because he says like my parents did contact me, so it was like the president. Oh, that's how we got to the president. Yeah, so also, the the president at any moment can rip off his face skin and show off that he's the Terminator, and we'd be fine with that as long as We did value- talk about that for like 10 minutes, and I didn't actually say I was fine with that. I said I was fine with it if his values were correct. Oh, yeah, you but said no. But he's not a human. Like, I'm not going to let an AI be what, like, runs the nation. Anyways. Then we got into we got We started talking about chat GDP and AI, and then we accidentally recorded, or we accidentally deleted that entire recording. Yep. So, and I have some, so I have we some, just we just covered everything that we talked about for the last twenty minutes in one minute and thirty six seconds. So we're good. Yeah, but so now continue, <laughs> continuing off of the AI bit, I'm just gonna ask Nate some questions. So, okay, what is your thoughts about like AI in general? Does AI just like in general scare you or? Um, yes. Okay. Like it. It. Yeah, at like the, one point, so so like the math that I've heard. From listening to watching the History Channel, mm-hmm. I know I'm a very learned individual. Is like every me. 18 months, computing capability doubles. Right? Is that the math? I have no every idea. Every 18, about that. I think the math is like every 18 months, the computing capabilities of what our technology can make doubles because you can like program a machine to work on a smaller and smaller and smaller microchip, or you can build a machine that'll build the smaller microchip because human hands can't even do it. Or build a machine that builds a machine that builds a machine that makes the smaller and smaller microchips. Okay. So if chat, if, sorry, not specifically chat GPT, but if AI learns like that, like at some point or already, it's surpassed human capabilities. Oh, I think like when you think about it, any kind of AI is surpassing human capabilities. Yeah. Is that not scary? To me, no. I I view AI as a tool, not an entity. Okay. What if at some point it views itself as an entity? So that's the that's like the thing. It's like because like humans have inherent morals. Like it, like AI, some in, some human morals are inherent across the world. I think. Can you, I kill a stranger? Everybody's gonna be like, oh, we gotta think about that a little bit first. So yeah, I think you need to get something to uh, to understand. Okay, AI will never. Okay, I can't say never because. Who knows what happened? Because you've seen the movie iRobot. No, that's not why I'm saying never. <laughs> I because I'm not I'm not I don't know hundred percent the AI field. I'm not like super mm-hmm. experienced into it. Mm-hmm. But to have an AI have like emotions and make decisions for itself through like learning is insanely like well, difficult. What, what about not have emotions? What if it's given a goal that it simply starts to accomplish with all other um with all other objectives expendable. So 
okay so how work how how coding itself works it's like very 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 hard to make something self-learning mm-hmm. like it's like actually near impossible like chat gpt probably isn't fully self-learning it's probably through like sources of information that they have like plugged into it mm-hmm. but like to have somebody make its own decision you have to tell it what are the check marks? What are like, how does it make this decision? You have to code every single step of the, to basically, to make a AI make a decision, you basically have to code in every single step of making that decision, being like every single thing. Like what are all the check marks you, they'll need for that situation? It's not just like, oh, get to objective. It's like, if you're saying you want them to make a uh, a, a decision about like this objective, and but how that de- how that decision is made applies to like everything you type in because it is literally just like rock reads script rock acts out script so if i so you're saying if i asked if i asked an ai to get me a christmas tree and decorate it if i asked a, if i asked an ai to decorate my home for christmas yeah it wouldn't even know where to start because it would it'd be like well where do i get the tree from and how do yeah, i decorate yeah. the tree and, do you want an artificial tree that's the label would be it's because like inside the program you will have to write, at least in my not experience and knowledge you'd have to write what like what is a like what is a Christmas tree how do they get it um, systems for to get it how, de- types of decorating mm-hmm. what are decorations that kind of stuff so it wouldn't just like look all of that up on the internet yeah. immediately no, by that's, itself that's like it's near impossible to my knowledge mm. like Jarvis like literally thing of fantasy okay like ai in my mind is like there's no personality behind it it is strictly just like um oh the other way i know through ai to learn is through just repeated effort like because there's like ai face recognition Mm -hmm. how that was made is just like from ai just getting like millions and millions of just like faces thrown at it to like decide focal points to like decide people's faces Oh. And there's for a while where like some uh a, like there's a big like lawsuit case where AI was racist. What do you mean? Uh, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but like it's sometimes uh, like it would how they fa- how so basically was it, it like the facial recognition software would it would it would see like like one like a Caucasian person face would be like oh that's not this person but it would see like. An Asian person face be like, oh, that's the same person as this person. No, I I think some of that, but it was also like maybe like a crime detector thing, or like uh, I don't know exactly what it was. But the reason they found out that it was racist is because in the sample data they have to like set up the AI and have it run through all the sample data to mm-hmm. get to get used to this is just strictly white men. Oh, so the like, sample data that it had to go off of yes was the racist bit that made it racist. Okay. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, I've t- there's like a fun class that Morris and I took, and that's like basically like ethics of technology and stuff like that. Dude, we took um business ethics at Northwestern, which was just like the ethics of running a small business. Don't launder money, <laughs> or if you do, do it smart. Well, that was in fact not what we talked about at Northwestern, but that's so strange. Like. There's a class on the ethics of computing? Of uh, just, like, technology itself. Um, and, like, what resources it uses, uses and stuff like that. 
I mean, I guess I'm glad that there's an ethics class, and I hope people were awake and paying attention. There's probably, like, an ethics class on really every subject when you think about it. Because, like, ethics of, like, creating no, life and science. No, there's no ethics of politics for political science majors. Yes, there is. There's probably no. very clearly, like, one about yeah, that. there probably are. There's probably that. I think the only one I really like ethics of... No, there's probably ethics of gym class. <laughs> the ethics of... Physical therapy. Mm, no, I was going to say the ethics of middle school Fayed. Hmm. Hmm. Now let's have a roundtable discussion about... Dodgeball or no dodgeball? <laughs> the answer is, of course, always dodgeball. Yes. If it, okay. And always was it, team was it captains. Like, was it like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> is it, was it like a... Wasn't like dodgeball like low key banned at like in like elementary? My elementary school, I'm pretty sure like, like they stopped. banned dodgeball at your elementary school. Yeah, because like hitting a ball against kids causes pain. Well, I guess. which well, did you have the like the funny rubber balls that like you hit funny someone's head? Balls. It goes, it goes, dong. Yeah, kickball. Uh, those, yeah. If you use a kickball for dodgeball, someone's gonna get hurt. No, it's like the tip. There's that, or there's like the like the squishy ball. Yeah, we use the squishy ones for dodgeball adjacent games at my elementary school yeah and they were so lame unless okay maybe it was only so lame as i say because i didn't do any sports no i, I only did soccer and trust me that helped with throwing a lot <laughs> but like the baseball or the football kids in elementary they could throw those things and it was terrifying the way it flew like it's like how do you make a marshmallow Fly that fast, so one thing, and that intimidatingly. The, and then I go. <laughs> the tip I learned as like for that stuff mm-hmm. is one crump crumple, crumple it so it doesn't have air. Yeah, so it's like more solid. And then when you chuck it, spin it. Why didn't you tell me this 15, 50, I, 15 years ago when I was six? Didn't know that you were existed fifteen years ago. That's true. Dang it. <laughs> Um, no. I want to go back and crush some elementary schoolers at dodgeball games now, but that would be weird, wouldn't it? It'd be cool. I guess it would be to... so cool. You're lying to me. <laughs> the, the kids... But I want to believe it. <laughs> the kids would think you're cool. No, I'll just have to live that dream at, like, Sky Zone when they have... Have you been to a Sky Zone recently where they have the dodgeball pits? No, I was I was there. Yeah. What do you mean you were there? I, I've done that recently. You went to Sky Zone recently? Yes, within like last last summer with Mitch, Isaac, and my girlfriend. What? Yeah, we went uh, to Sky Zone. You weren't available, I'm pretty sure, because like I would try to invite you. Shoot, I definitely would have gone to that. Okay, we, we went to Sky Zone. We're playing. It's me, Isaac, uh, Mitch, and uh, Mary Beth, and so we're playing. Um, we, there's a oh, I this is a good story. So we we get there. First off, it's kind of small. Like, low-key, Sky Zone was small. We were in the one in Maple Grove. Okay, then I gotta recommend you go to Zero Gravity Trampoline Park in Moundsview. Okay, wait. I have a story for that afterwards. So we're continuing. Um, we're, we get there. We're like, okay. We do, like, some... We just go around, jump a little bit to get used to it. Um, we get the fuzzy socks. Mitch's socks, before he put on the fuzzy socks, are still in my car. Um... <laughs> They were fuzzy with mold, right? No, these are not the fuzzy socks. Like oh, the they're fuzz- still in your car now. Yeah, his socks before the fuzzy socks. He just didn't want to take the fuzzy socks off from Sky Zone. Oh, okay. So he just wore them in his shoes. They're the ones the grippy stuff on the bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we're jumping around. It doesn't matter. We go to the uh, to play dodgeball because that's like if you're at Sky Zone, if you don't play dodgeball, you're not really having the full experience. No, I just want to jump. 
cringe. <laughs> no, so we go and play dodgeball. And there's some kids there, whatever. Mary Beth is like, <laughs> like trying to be nice to the kids. Mitch, me and here, Mitch, like this is during the volleyball craze of me and Mitch. So Mitch is like, okay, I'll set the ball for you and you spike it out again. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's happening. Uh, we never make it work. Uh, but no, so uh, we're... Not even once you can spike it on a point? Yeah, because Mitch, Mitch didn't want to just like throw it up and have me spike it. Mitch wanted me to like toss it so we can like actually set it up. Oh. This is before, like, he really was, like, we, me or him are really on a team yet. Mm-hmm. But so we're playing through it. Um, whatever happens. Oh, my God. The kids, the kids were just talking. This one kid was talking so much crap. He was like, you guys get up by 11. Oh, okay. The story gets better. There was this one particular kid. Yeah. He was like, he was like, ha, you missed like it's 11 year old. He like keeps bringing up his age or whatever. Yeah. And it keeps t- talking crap like that. And then, so we're like, okay, but we're like, okay, we're getting kind of tired and bored of this. Let's go over and jump just a little bit. And then we'll probably just like head out. So we head out. Oh, we go over onto like the smaller, like, just like jumping area. Mm-hmm. We just like have fun, jump around. Mm-hmm. And so we're being goofs, jumping around the boys. Maybe it's like, okay, what are the boys doing? We're just jumping, just racing. Yep. Um, and then the, the little kid follows us. No, did he seriously follow you around to keep trash talking you? Mary Beth in particular. He goes what? to Mary Beth and goes, "You got beat by an eleven year old," and like keeps okay. saying like stuff. Yeah, Mary Beth's like, "Okay." Didn't ask. Yeah, it's like doesn't mean just like she's like, "Okay." So he just keeps jumping, and then <laughs> he's jumping around. He messes up his jump, <laughs> and like you know, there's like the dividers. In there's between. the dividers between each trampoline. Yeah, there's yep. it's, like some squishy stuff, but it really is still kind of hard. Yep. He goes and just. Falls like so hard. Did he fall face first, or did you? Just, no, like... it was like his leg. He landed really bad on his leg on it. Uh huh. And he goes, ah! <laughs> and all of us were just like, we gotta get someone, but just like laughing and we're like trying not mm-hmm. to laugh because mm-hmm. he was just like, this is like literally frame one after making making fun of us like, over and over. Uh-huh. And he was just like he goes like to jump away, just goes lands hard on his leg. He's rolling, holding on to his leg. We're like, we don't know where this guy's parents are. Let's go get this, like, worker. <laughs> go find his parents. Hey, your kid was calling me names, and he's bleeding out. Not, cr- not related, not related. <laughs> not related, not related. I swear. He did it to himself. <laughs> it was an accident, I promise. No. No, but that just like that was just so funny when that happened. That's also we were like after that we went and got food. Mitch really wanted to get the the thick chocolate milk. What? No, I think he got the thick chocolate milk before we went, and he was like, "Well, we were jumping sometimes." <laughs> yeah, d- d- for those who don't know, dairy products do not go well with physical activity. Followed shortly afterwards, yeah, Mitch had this specific, like very specific chocolate milk that he was like, "It's the goat. It's it's thick." <laughs> Like I mean, three C's. I'm I'm not doubting the quality of the chocolate milk because I know that Mitch and I share an insane love of chocolate milk. But if you do it right before physical activity, that's bad. I remember the first cross country meet that we had this last school year. There, there's a guy on our team. There's a guy on our team who beat me every single race of the season. It was always close. He always beat me by like ten or twenty seconds, and I was always like trying my best to hang on to him. Okay, mm-hmm. first meet of the season though. He he had like really bad side aches and it was killing him. So like I beat him in the race easily, and then 
afterwards we were like, dude, what did you have for breakfast? Because like that, you're you you're faster than that, right? Yeah. Because like we'd seen him practice and when and we'd practice with him, I was like, oh, I had like three bowls of cereal with milk, and we're like, ah, so just so you know, next time we have a race, consider consuming absolutely zero dairy, cereal with water. <laughs> that I don't know, I but but then. You know, then the unfortunately thing? he beat me in every single race after that. I was like, huh, maybe I should put some mix some milk yeah, in with his water. Mix some joking. milk in with his water. I was really just thinking you were just like, huh, you're thirsty. Here's a <laughs> carton of milk. No, um do you know what's like low key like a thing? I heard that some people do is like actually just eat cereal with water. I mean Did you I'd, say eat cereal? Yeah, eat cereal with water. Instead of milk. Do you eat cereal? It's like the question of do you eat or drink soup? Well, okay, what are you... Okay, that is, like, I understand that's, like, more of a convoluted question for soup. Cereal? Like, what do you mean? Like, I, I feel like... Do you drink- I take the middle path and say I have cereal. I had a bowl of cereal. I'm going to have a bowl of cereal. I'm having... What? I don't how do eat... You, how do you no. drink cereal? How do you drink... No, no, no. How do you drink cereal? <laughs> that's right, you take that back. <laughs> no, how do you drink cereal? Well, I get... Okay. Of course, you put the cereal in first. Yes. And then you pour in the milk. Yes. And then you, like, get a spoon. No, yes. I get a fork. Actually, a butter knife. No. <laughs> what? No, you get I the get spoon. I get a spoon, and I spoon it into my mouth. And then when there's no more cereal, I either pour another bowl, which is kind of heresy because there's still milk in it. Yeah. But I'm not going to drink it out between every single one. Okay, question. After you eat, the, like, all the cereal out of the cereal bowl, and if there's still milk left, yeah, is that still cereal? Is that still cereal? I think no. Is that still... This feels like the hot dog and the sandwich... Is a hot dog and sandwich question. Is the milk that's left in the bowl still cereal? I think no because... I don't think it's not. There you go. So then you are not drinking cereal. You are eating cereal. No. No. No, but the way you you described it as eating a bowl of cereal. I feel like you're eating a bowl when you say that. Like, I just gotta say have a bowl. I didn't, did I say eating a bowl of cereal? You did say eat a bowl of cereal. Oh, okay. And I'm not, like, then the imagery in my head is you have a bowl before you just chomp your you, teeth you, into it as the milk pours down your chin and down your down your shirt. Like a true man. And then you're sticky for the rest of the day because you got milk. That, what a true man. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's what I want to be. <laughs> that's him. Okay. <laughs> you may not like it, but this is the peak male physique. <laughs> Sticky milk goes and the little baby bib. <laughs> you don't keep a bib in your back pocket for when you start eating. Well, you... Where are your baby back ribs? <laughs> what are you gonna wipe your fingers on your pants, you animal? God, you napkin peasant. No, <laughs> no, but all right. Anyways, but yeah, is. A hot dog. I'm, we do not. Sandwich. I'm not getting into this. We can give no context answer, then move on. What do you think? Is no a hot dog a sandwich? No. Go, what do you I say? I say no. Next question. Yeah. Okay. Um, trampoline parks. You said that you had like zero gravity one. You want? Oh to surf yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so at at Northwestern, I was part of. I was a part the of cool the cool club. <laughs> you know it. The Breakfast Club. <laughs> No. 
<laughs> why was it called? I like I watched There's it. a movie called. I know, no, and why is it called Breakfast Club? I kind of weren't they called in for detention yes. before school, so they were there oh, at breakfast. Club? I don't. I actually don't know if uh, I was before school. I just like, kind of blinked out with that half of the movie. Yeah, I saw a girl shooting a bow and arrow with her feet, and I was like, "What is going on?" I, I'll tell you the truth. I have not seen the movie Breakfast Club, and that makes me want to watch it because, like, what on earth is? I thought it was a movie about being in detention. It is, and like the high school experience. And now someone, now it's Katniss Everdeen with her feet. No, it's like it's like this one guy. Okay, like legit. I think I remember this guy. This one guy's like, "You show everyone, show everyone." She's like, "No," like. I didn't know the characters knew this about each other beforehand. Yeah. Because it leads nothing to believe this. He goes, no, no, show everyone. She poses. She, like, pulls out, like, a mini bow and arrow from her backpack and, like, puts, takes off her socks and shoes and starts pulling it back with her feet and shoots it. Okay, not to get weird, but the toe strength required right? to hold an arrow against the tension of the bow string. Like, she had to practice. No, that was her first time. Okay, okay, I see. I'll, I'll let myself out. <laughs> what? That's so weird. Yeah, after that happened, I I think like, I passed out. <laughs> after watching that scene? How old were you? No, like, I, was, I was like, uh, I think mid-high school. I think this was during the time, there, whenever I get sick, I love to watch movies. It's like a trip. <laughs> like, whenever I get sick. Like, that's why Valerian, a horrible movie. I was about to say, you keep telling me that horrible movie you love so much. You're like, I watched it when I was sick. So, like, it gets plus 10 points. Yeah, I watched it when I was sick and it made me want to cry at the end. So, I was like, okay. <sighs> I think it's like, I, if I watch it now, I still probably think it's good. Okay, give 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 me a summary of Valerian because I forget every single time. Alright, so Valerian, it's like... Take your time. I want to know. So there's a guy and girl mercenary. Yeah. But, like, has, like, dead Deadpool kind of style, where it's, like, they're kind of joking, like, the entire... Have you watched Deadpool? Yes. Okay, I thought you would. I just had to make sure. I've seen the first... I don't think I've seen the... But it's, like, the Deadpool... It's not really, like, they break fourth wall a lot. I think they do it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it's set, like, in a sci-fi universe where there's all kinds of races of, like, aliens and stuff. Um, but it's, like, these two main characters, and there's, like, the background plot going on about, like, a, a species trying to live after it's, like, dead. Yeah. Um, but it's going through, and just these two mercenaries had a job, and a bunch of convoluted plot stuff happens. And in the end, it's, like, uh, but it's, like, they're, like, goofy, like, they're doing, like, the funny bits where it's, like, they're surrounded by hordes of enemies, but they're just, like, making jokes. Yeah. And, like, while killing everything. Mm-hmm. And so it does, like, those kind of moments. But the story is, like, very whack and doesn't make a lot of sense half the time. Uh, I feel like I it's been a while since I've watched it. Well, you did watch it while you were sick. Yeah. So maybe... Was it, was it, like, a fever dream moment? I remember, I like, when I was watching it, I was like, I'm pay, I paid attention to every single detail. Okay. Okay, so you're, like, glued to it. Yeah. Um, uh, and then so, but at the very end, it's like, it, you can tell the entire time there's, like, romantic tension between the two characters. Mm -hmm. It's not like them avoiding it. It's like, he's like... I love her. And she's like, whatever, bitch. Um, <laughs> and so in the end, though, it's like they get together and it's like, but like one of them was like basically dying on the spot. I think. Or the, the, when they got to, when they got together at the end? Yeah. The, at the end, it's like, one of them just died. No, it wasn't like they right. just died. It's like, they like, don't know if they'll survive now. Oh, or something. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly. I don't remember fully, but they were able to revive the race that was like dead. It's like it's like a thing where the intro to the movie at the very beginning is like a scene of a different planet with like a alien race. 
And you can't tell what any of it means because they don't speak English and there's no subtitles. Why was that scene included then? Because it's it's a story of a past thing that happened. Oh, and is and it it, like... it builds up slowly it, as it reveals that it's happened already. Oh, because okay. it's like a disaster event happens. Hmm. Well, yeah. So was that like a flashback at the start of the movie? Yeah, it's like a because in the end it turns out all of this is about saving this race because there's only like a few like there's like a like a town of survivors hidden away. Yeah, because apparently they have like super valuable stuff with them, like mm-hmm. they're they're like the species itself, and then it turns out like the Mercedes weren't told exactly what their job was supposed to be, and so it turns out in the end it's all about protecting these like race and like getting them back to their home planet to make them like survive again. Mm. So who's the mastermind that hired them? Oh, it was probably members of that alien race, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. Spoilers, by the way. Oh shoot. We forgot to say that. I think they'd understand as soon as we start talking about a movie. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was like the that's basically like the gist of the movie that I remember fully. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember. I like. I just remember loving that movie. I believe. Like, I don't see the, like those characters. I, I'm pretty sure the main characters like were actors that are like somewhat prominent, but I really don't see them at all. Oh, I I have no idea who the yeah. main actors were. <laughs> no. Well. I suppose that would be your answer then to one of my favorite questions to ask people, mm-hmm. which is what is a movie that you will defend till the end, but on the inside, you know, it's not great. <laughs> yep. Or six legged freaks or eight legged freaks, eight legged freaks. Watch it's a movie it. about spiders, right? Yep. That's yep. where I watched the movie as a kid, uh, with like my fam. And then I remember being like, Oh, I love the, I like the movie spiders, cool fighting action scenes. And then whenever I went to bed for like the next five years, like not like no cap every night, I would not. I, I know. Yeah, you, I told you this multiple times. I know. I remember riding the bus in elementary school. You told me you were terrified of spiders. And like as you were scrolling through iFunny, like if a picture of a spider showed up, you'd like jolt, hold your phone away from you and not even you refuse to look at whatever it was and go to the next picture. Yeah, because I was just like so scared of the movie because there's just, uh, but every time I go to bed, I'd be terrified if the spiders were real and would come in and kill me as a kid. So I wouldn't fall asleep until like I was like brain stop functioning. Dude, for me, that was that was the game Five Nights at Freddy's. But yeah, I played like, it and I was like, this is so terrifying. It all is the, all like what. 100 independent frames of the original game because it's like a frame-to-frame game. You ready for the movie coming out? I forgot how big Five Nights at Freddy's got. Do you know that there's actually a movie coming out? I I guess it was like in the back of my mind, but I like kind of just discarded that idea. No, wait, you actually... No, it's coming... I know know there's a movie coming out, yes. Like in the next... like It might be a couple of months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Yeah. I th- I didn't know if you like knew that because I remember the first the first Five Nights at Freddy's game. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever, and I tried to play it so hard. I remember you loved it, but I could not get past night four. So I'd play it so much, but I never could pass night four, and then I was too afraid because night four was too stressful. I was too afraid to play it anymore, and I was like, when I was just sitting on my phone, I'm not even going to play it because I'm too afraid to, and I can't get past night four, whatever. And then, like, I'd read online, like, people knew how to, like, hack the game, or, like, it was low-key. They were on the fourth, fifth, sixth installment of the game, and I was like, bro, whatever, I can't get past the first game. 
And then they made like a completely different version of the game recently. But not some. It was like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Dude, the guy who made FNAF, he hit the jackpot. Yeah, I want. Does he's he like, still own like everything? Ma- I thought. I think he sold out of it. I thought. I feel like he had to at this point. I feel like the. I think it was out. I think it wasn't like selling out because he knew that someone could do it better. I think he just sold out because like he was, he was tired up. of it. I could see that because I remember it was like I think it was by like by the time Matt Pat made like the eighth video in uh, a game theory about FNAF, I think he was like, "Yeah, I'm done, dude." But like. Low key, if it can get eight different game theory videos about what on earth they, what on earth we think the plot might be, that's awesome. You like that's so much subtle and discreet. Do you like world building? Yeah, you would love like the the Dark Souls series. It's so much subtle and discreet world building. We're like, we're not gonna tell you the history, but like. You should be able to piece it together. I love that because it's like if you like if you just like the game, just play the game. But if you want to dive deep, oh brother, you can go eight hour long. Sorry, game theory isn't hour long videos, is it? It can can be sometimes. Oh my god, you can go eight game theory videos deep to like scratch the surface of what on earth is happening here. That's I, awesome. That's I, so cool. And Scott Cawthon just like made it and was like, eh, I guess I'll make a second one. People like it. I am not going to ever let you see Dark Souls. Why? <laughs> so you, you like flavor cards, right? In Magic? Dude, flavor text is the bomb. It's it's like a little subtle bit of world building. And you're like, oh, I want to know more now. Okay, so Dark Souls, in general, you never know what the hell is going on with the story, really. It's just going on something bad is happening. You need to go light the flames. You're not sure exactly what the flames mean. Um, and you have to go kill, like, these kings that are corrupted or whatever. That's usually the story of every single one. Yeah. That what I do you mean every single one? How many Dark Souls, Souls games exist? There's three Dark Souls games. There's Demon's Souls. That was, like, the first original one. Yeah. And then they made Dark Souls series. And then there's Elden Ring. Elden Ring is a part of Dark Souls? It's not technically the same world, but it's basically another game. Okay. But anyways, there people... If you play the game, you will not know the story. Do they have like? Did, so do they was, publish like books to read? No. What? Do you just figure it out? So <laughs> like flavor text, right? Like a couple sentences or yeah, three yeah, or yeah. four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are billions and like not okay, not billions. I shouldn't say that. There are probably hundred. Uh, Is there like in-game libraries you can stumble across and you're like, oh, let me rent this book no. from the library and then you just read the world's history. So you know, like equipment, right? Yeah. Every single piece of equipment no. has flavor text no and how people have done this is through the games they've connected the flavor text they really like read every item's flavor text dude that's so awesome <laughs> combine it to like figure out the actual like what is going on that's in the story. amazing like you someone had the patience to do all of that but it was enticing enough that like multiple people caught on and were like oh that's cool. There's four. There's like four hour YouTube videos you can find to learn the full story of Dark Souls. And they're just like reading from sword to sword, like yeah. like yes, like, like you have like you have an essay in front of you, except instead of an essay, it's just like little index cards, one sentence at a time, and you have to throw them all aside after you read each. Yeah, and the thing is, is you get to read the items and like try chronologically, chronologically, like try to order the items of like what story this it's telling is actually happening first and stuff like that. And you that's try- like that's the epitome of the iceberg meme. 
It, it literally is. It literally like it's above a, the water is haha gameplay. It's a joke of um, Dark Souls players. Is like it's like a thing where like look, like dark gamers who are hard Dark Souls fans would be like, I know the lore, and it's action achievement. <laughs> That's so, like because <sighs> like Nate, what happens is so whoever made Dark Souls, what's the what's the company that made it? I know Bandai Namco was like the overarching company, but I think there's like a smaller company that's like mainly like Dark Souls. So who, they made it, whoever it is. Company X yeah. made Dark Souls. Yes. And they've got the lore. They all, they know the lore. It's like the developers, whatever the team of developers is, they know the lore and they like have it all chronologically and they get to watch the community try to figure it out. And it, no, and it's just like a complicated story lore. It's like, I feel like if they wrote a book of like just Dark Souls, it'd be like... Um, comparable to Lord of the Rings? Comparable to Lord... It's basically like a, like a After Dark Lord of the Rings because everything's like super creepy and messed up in Dark Souls. Yo. That is awesome. You make me want to dive into that lore. I don't know. Like, but like how, they, how the videos would go is like they play through the story. You play through the character. Like you play through the bosses. Cause it's a game that's all about like gr- kill enemies. Uh, very unforgiving game. Mm-hmm. Where it's like if you get hit, you get hit and you'll feel it. Like, in boss fights, it's, like... Like, you hook up electrodes to your body, and when they shoot you with an arrow... No, it's, it'll like... It'll open a gash in your chest. Dark Souls is known as one, <laughs> like, that's, like... Like, you know, like, how gamers are like, I want a hard game. Mm-hmm. Dark Souls is the game that's, like, yeah, that's the hard game. Dark Souls is the go-to. Yes, for hard games. Hmm. There's... It's so popular. There's a game... There's a type, like, category for a game called Souls-like. For video games now. There's a category of video games that's just... It's like Dark Souls and yes. it's hard. No, I don't know if it's hard, but like this... The way it's played. That's... Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Like... <sighs> There's a reason Dark Souls is like probably like one of the number one franchises of games. So, people... So, I, I'm just still trying to wrap my head around. Like, people are constructing... A story by looking at the flavor text of multiple what equipments. What the flavor of the world is one equipment at a time. Yes. That's so cool. Not like not all the weapon, all the equipment is relevant either. They have to sift through the junk. Oh no! Like some of it, some of it's just like myths or fables. That's like totally wrong. No, it'd be like like a this red guard. Hammer. This like this is like this is what the guard of this Pontivin Solvix, uh, whatever. This is like his helmet and what he would do on the daily daily basis. That's lame. Yeah, but it like tells you the story of it. With like like literally everything in that game has story. You just need to look into it. That, it's, I love like, that so much. It's like so like, it's like people are like Dark Souls. I don't know what the story is. No one does. But it's like if you really look into it, you can learn what every single like entity in there, uh, every like its story. Like every single entity can like have like some story bits to it. That's pretty awesome. Like, it's like an insane. I like I've never tried to look into it. Like I'm I'm a fan of watching the Lord of the Rings. And I'm currently trying to read through the Lord of the Rings. And then, like, the end boss is reading the Silmarillion. Is it Silmarillion? The Silmarillion. So I thought it was just, like, a collection of short stories that Tolkien wrote about before the events of Lord of the Rings. And someone told me, they're like, oh, no, the Silmarillion is more like, have you read Genesis? And I was like, you mean, like, from the Bible? (laughs) Uh, Yes. And they're like, yeah, it's like... It's like the creation story of the world in Lord of the Rings. I was like, how and why did Tolkien decide that he needed to write a creation narrative for his book series? It sounds lit, not that, gonna lie. Right? Doesn't that sound awesome? And yeah. like, 
Now I want to know if like Dark Souls has that. You want just a random topic? I just I always think cool when I think about it. So you know, Critical Role. Yeah. Really popular D D and D podcast. Yeah, where they like where you just like listen to other people playing D and D. Yeah, but no, the person who runs the world isn't the only one who writes story for the world anymore. It's that big. Where now there are people like he has like a Nuh-uh. team of writers. There's multiple story writers. Yeah, that write like they'll be like, okay, I made this like chunk of the continent now, <sighs> dude. Ha- you know you've made it when like the point of the D and D campaign isn't even get together and have a good time. It's get together and make content, and other people listen to this. I mean, yeah. there's no doubt in my mind they're still like having a great time, but like the point of getting together is like we're gonna make content. So we need to hire on more people to create more backstory. That's awesome. Yeah. No. You know they made a TV show. Oh. An animated TV show. It's... what Of what? The campaign one. So like... Wait. So like each year they'll do a different campaign? No, it's not each year. Like after a while, campaign ends. Yeah. And so they're on their third campaign right now after six, five years. So the completed campaign, someone just made a TV show of it? No, they did. They didn't go fund me for it. Within the first week, they got $5 million. Oh, my gosh. They it, were, wait, 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 animated or live action? Animated. Of course. Okay. They they want, yeah, yeah, yeah. They asked for, like, hey, can we get, like, 300000 to make one episode? They're on se- they completed season two. Oh, my gosh. It's on Amazon. That's so cool. It's called The Critical. Uh, it's, oh, Vox Machina. You lost me. That's what it's called. Oh, that's what they named it. Yeah, that was what the first campaign is. The, the first campaign, you would love it because some half of the stuff you have to go into the deep lore logs before they were all televised. Because this campaign, half of it was played before televised. Before they started recording it for podcasts. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So like half of it, you have to like do deep dive. They have vines of their campaign before it was like televised that people have used Dude, to try. When to get did it. Vine die? I have no idea. <laughs> I I have no idea. I have no I have no idea why. I think it's the company that died, not the actual platform. Because it wasn't Vine like exactly what TikTok is now. Basically, but Vine Just was like a funny little shorts. Do you want to know? Apparently, Vine was literally can only be six seconds long. What? Yeah, that's you what I heard. Six seconds. That's what I heard. That that oh, was like that's why it died. That's why I was like biggest thing. No, that's like the biggest thing. It was just like it was a small attention grabber that people could flick through to get multiple. Hmm. It was, and then we see people's attention span shorten and shorten and shorten. No, but yeah, Critical Role—they have an anime series. I'm having Mary Beth watch it. She loves it. You don't even need to know what D and D is or Critical Role to watch it. Yeah, it's just an anime medieval series with a good story. And, yeah, and cool combat stuff. So where? Wait, 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 wait. So they animated I know the, enti- the they animated the entirety of the first campaign. Not entirety. They're still they're still doing it. Oh, they're still making it. Yeah, they got. Is this on YouTube or are they selling Amazon. it somewhere? It's literally like an Amazon sponsored. They got show. Bezos in on that. Yes, Bezos is sponsoring them. No way! I they're that popular. Okay, I doubt like Jeff Bezos himself was in on the decision, but I'm imagining like mm. like people walk up to Jeff Bezos. They're like, "Hear me out. There's going to be." An animated film of these of this D and D campaign from a podcast, and he's like, "Dude, I'm in." Yeah, no, it starts out. It literally starts off where the show, where the podcast started. So, which is in the middle of it because they didn't. Yeah, they it, it was, the it was right at the beginning of a new arc they were gonna have. That's 
Cool. Yeah, so it's like the party is already together. And then that there's some, like, obviously, like, disagreement. Because, the, like, there's disagreement in the party that wasn't in the show necessarily. And that wasn't in the actual podcast. But it's because, like, shows, the characters are real people. Not mm-hmm. just, like, people role-playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there were, always was. Like, they're, they're, like, professionals. Professional, like, actors slash voice actors. Mm-hmm. So, like, they, like, actually do act out. Like, actually have disagreements with each other in-game. But, no. It's, like, it... It's doing a really good job of doing the podcast justice because it's following the story pr- pretty well. But it's also very entertaining to watch as like someone who doesn't know anything. Because like I know every twist and turn that's going to happen, I know it already. Yeah. That's like a weird new exploration of the like of the like stay true to the source material meme where like a movie will come out and people will be like, oh, well, the book was better and they left out this part and this part. There are parts that lift out, but that, that's just, like, small, super small stuff that doesn't really matter in the end. Yeah, but now it's like you're watching a show, and it's like, oh, well, on a podcast they did that. That's so wild. Huh. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's really amazing. Because, like, obviously, Critical Role has pioneered the D&D podcasting. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure, at least, that they're, like, literally the ones that pioneered it to make it so, like, so many other things popped up. And I'm assuming other ones exist now as well. Oh, so many other D and D podcasts. Yeah, no, it's like the it's like just making normal podcasts now. It's like people playing D and D, like might as well record it. Might as well record. See if somebody listens. Yeah, that's literally what people do now. I know the D and D groups I'm a part of. Like people have thought about in the group, like recording it, but no one just got around to do it. Mm-hmm. How long is an episode of Critical Role? The show podcast. Uh, the podcast. Each episode can span anywhere from like two and a half to five. Five is like you very... said two and a half is the floor. Yeah, bro. It's one of the things you don't have to watch it all straight. Yeah, of course. Like, but I, but I want to. So like, if I'm gonna watch I'm... one episode, I better get one it all. episode gets me through the shift. No, that's so long. Once a week, baby. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like any other show. You just watch. If you watch like a half hour a day, then like that's five days of the week. Oh, I'm I'm the opposite. I binge like. I used to like be completely up to date. And when they release one, I like finish it within two or three days. Wow. It They're very good at what they do. <laughs> that, uh, how many, how long have they been doing it now? Six, seven. I don't know how many long years. Minutes? Years. years, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely years. And it's so funny because I'm like, they originally, like, obviously you could tell that, like, none of them thought this, like, this was just going to be a thing. Because, like, they did it, they had a parent company they did it through, who, like, they, they already worked out a little bit. And they thought, okay, this is just going to be a thing that's, like, they work for Geek and Sundry, if you know it. I don't know what Geek and Sundry is. Just a, it's just a, kind of like a, um, a parent company of like streamers or YouTubers that was just like, yeah, we like we release board game content, just nerd stuff in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, okay, we'll just do this. Don't know if it's gonna do well at all. Um, and it just like took off from the very beginning. Um, that's and crazy. Then that's re- another Scott Cawthon moment. They the guy who made FNAF. They're like, oh, let's record a, let's just record our D and D session. Boom. Yeah. No, now just, they have an animated show about it, and yeah. they were like, hey, does anybody want to help fund? Us making the first episode, and people were like, no, you can retire now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, what happened? Literally what happened is, so, they started a parent company, 
Mm-hmm. Got better. Uh, kept going through all of season one through parent company. Made their own company for the show. Oh my gosh. And each of them, one of them is like the creative director. One of them, DM is just the DM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he deserves He's it. He's got plenty. He is no one. It's like the God DM. In yeah, like yeah all, Matt Mercer. Yeah, in all like D&D sense. Um, they have like all these people, whatever. Um, they have, they have a charity they've made. Oh my gosh. They like, they start another GoFundMe and they're like, Hey guys, we just thought we wanted to donate to this charity. And people are like, boom, no, it's what, all funded. What they would do for when they were first starting is sometimes they do like a charity event where it was like all donations for this stream, um, go to like one, each person had their own charity, like each person of the cast ah. of all the players had their own charity that they supported. You remember the they, they wanted to support. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they'd split it off different days, like different charity days. They do like, uh, this person's charity is going to get donated to. Wow. Cause they're like, all they're all very like, at least show that they're nice people. Yeah. Yeah. And the com and the company who puts out D and D they're like, Oh, free advertising. Yeah. No, if I think a critical role did not happen, D and D would definitely not be as popular as it is today. Really? No, guaranteed. D and D's pretty big. Yeah, no, now it is. What do you mean now it is? I feel like six years ago it was it was it was no of a comparable. Size. But it was like such like a thing where it's like, this is what the nerdy people's in the basement play. Yeah, but I feel like if you're okay, so like if I had if I were an individual who had zero interest in D and D and I discovered a podcast that was two and a half hours long, I wouldn't be like, I oh well, listen to this. Oh, D and D sounds cool. I'd be like, two and a half hours. Not for me. No, I don't think like that's what I mean. I think what I mean is like, uh, Critical Role happened. D- people who still, like were somewhat interested in D and D watched Critical Role, learned what it is, fell in love with it, and then shared oh. their love to others. Because mm-hmm. they like saw because through Critical Role they saw the ideal D and D group, and they were like, oh, I want that. I uh, that's also, that's actually like a thing in the D and D community is the Matt Mercer effect. People Man. having too Dude, high of expectations. You haven't you have an effect named after yourself. Yeah, it's when you have the too high of expectations. That's just called having too high of expectations. But it's like not no, the, the DM. Oh, you're expecting to DM to be like Matt versus level, and that's like the, that's a problem that would happen for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But no, it's like um, um. Dude, I remember uh, in we had a D and D club at my college that I joined for a little bit. And our main DM was like sick one week, and he was like, "Someone's got, someone else got to do next week. Like, someone make a one shot." And I was like, "Well, yeah, I guess I can make a one shot for next week." And it was the most generic campaign ever. I hope it was like, right? you, yeah, because I asked you for like advice on the story. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, you see, there's a zombie apocalypse, and the heroes have to kill the necromancer, and then the zombie army will fall flat." Here's the thing about D&D. Sounds basic. People will still enjoy the hell out of it. True. It's definitely one thing. It's like, as a DM, you always, always overthink. Be like, am I being too simple? Is this not fun? And then, like, all the players are like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's... Because I remember when my roommate, at one point, wanted to do a D&D session. And he asked me if I would join it. And I was like, well, I got a few questions to ask first. Because I'd, I'd played some amount of D&D at that point. Yeah. And one of my questions was like... You as as the DM, is this going to is the campaign going to be like a cooperative storytelling thing or like us jumping through your plot hoops? 
Because yeah. I think it should be cooperative storytelling. I but agree. also, that's a lot of stress on the DM to like roll with whatever direction the players decide to lean towards. Mm-hmm. I also think, but if 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 people are fine pulling that off, I also think that's where the best feeling comes from. Because mm-hmm. when I did that one shot of the generic zombie apocalypse, one of the players was like a, I guess, a more experienced guy, and his character was like an old veteran. Yeah. Or whatever. And so when the rest of the party was, like, getting ready to go on the secret, hopeless mission from the commander, he was like, well, we have to try to take down the necromancer, but you're all the troops I can spare. Yeah. The the one experienced player who was the veteran, his character, he was like, well, I don't see the reason in going. And I was, in my head, I was like, bro, you should just go because I need you to for the plot. And then I, the other characters were trying to convince him. And then he looked at me and I was like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> what do you want what do you want me to say like i don't have anything else i you could not go but then you like you have to leave because the party's going that way and i'm not gonna split this yeah i'm not splitting the party right now <laughs> yeah i actually so badly want you to watch critical role now like not not the podcast sorry the tv series yeah fox marketing on amazon as long as you have like an amazon prime i think you, i'm pretty sure you can watch it for free is Amazon Prime come with um, the Hulu the Hulu and Spotify subscription for students? No idea. Because if it does, then I have it. If it doesn't, then I don't. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I the only subscription that I have is the Spotify student five dollars a month thing. Because like I listened to Spotify so much when I worked at FedEx, and the ads killed me. Mm-hmm. Okay, question. Yeah. This is a completely different topic. What's your thoughts on, like, how mainstream having stuff delivered to you is now? Is it a good turn or a bad turn? What, like, delivery? Like, having, Everything like, being delivery, like, like, FedEx, like, I, like, Amazon, how much stuff we order off of Amazon now? Instead food of just being delivered to, to your store. door, groceries being delivered yeah, to your instead door? instead of going out to the store? Yeah. I think, as a whole, like, are you asking me, like, if I think it's good for society? Yes. Is it good for society or is it worse for society? I think it is worse because then people leave their house less. And that, and through that, they will see people in their community less. See, you Like see. you run into people at Target. See. Like I'm sure you've experienced. You run into people at Target and you're like, oh, I know that person from, or I recognize that person from high school. Yeah. Or from... Um, they're a family friend, but I don't know them that well, but then you can still converse with them. And when everything is delivered, like, you're only interacting with the delivery guy, if that. Although, slight caveat, I did think about signing up as a DoorDash driver earlier this week, because I was like, I could use more income, and yeah. I have a car, and that's all you need. Yeah, I, like, I, I, I am in the opinion of, I very much like it because I, I like the convenience, mm-hmm. but I understand the harm of it, of just like destroying connections. It mm-hmm. says like limits how much you can interact with the world, which like after, it's like obviously there'll be like some insane human beings like Nate who would be like, even after not interacting with the, <laughs> another person for like two years, they can just go and do it anyways. What's uh, that supposed to mean? You're, you're someone who you can like easily just like throw on like a mask and be like, hi someone yeah um but like i know like some other people who would be like 
Hi. <laughs> like stutter, be nervous about it. Which wow. is which is I feel I feel like you're judging people based off of how they say hi. Like no, strictly that. It's just like the typical, it's the joke how everything starts. It goes like, yeah. hi, hi, I'm the shy girl. <laughs> no, but no, it's like, I, I know, like me, I've been kind of nervous about it. But it's like, it's destroying, like, obviously without repetition, you won't have confidence. And True. with this, it's destroying chances to have repetition of being used to interacting with people, which I think in turn will probably lead to worse communication. Or it could be the opposite and the better because of communicating with the driver to get food. Because <laughs> uh, I didn't realize how big of a thing, because like in cities, like people who have like any some sort of income that it's like you can live and you can pay for whatever you want mm-hmm. um, as long as you're not buying like a yacht. Like, as long as you're not doing, like, a crazy purchase while still paying your living expenses. Yeah. You can just, like, Uber food every single day. That like, is insane. That's, like, a... Th- that, that's I feel insane. like that's so expensive because then you're paying... Yeah. You're but, just paying for another layer of delivery because there's the layer of delivery, like, from the farmer to the food processing place and then the layer of delivery from the food processing place to the supermarket and then you're like, well, let's just pay for another layer of delivery. Yeah. No, that's just kind of... Kind of, I mean, people don't really usually think of the, the the first two layers of delivery, but um, that's crazy. But no, like in cities, it's like a very popular thing where people just like either cook what they have or they just like literally just order everyday food. Huh. I remember my one of my roommates in college. Like there was one night, or no, like multiple times during the year, he just like DoorDash meals, and I was like, dude, isn't that expensive? And don't you like? not have a job right now that's insane parents money <laughs> that's that's insane like how <clears throat> just like paying for another layer of delivery and like i one of the groomsmen that i was in a wedding with this summer he said that, like he he door dashes as like his main source of income and he told me like yeah i would i'd like have their food delivered at their door but if they don't answer the door themselves then, like, I have to take a picture of it to prove that I delivered it to their door. Yeah. And, like, he could see them through the door. Like, th- this is a story of, like, destroying social interaction capabilities. He could see the person on the other side of the door, <laughs> but they wouldn't open it. Yeah. And he was like, well, now I have to take a picture because I didn't hand it to you. That's like, me. That's what I'm required to do. That's me. Or, like, he'd I... deliver it to an apartment building. So the, they have the little eye holes. And he could see from the shadows in the room, like, they're standing right there. I can see their foot shadows. But I have to take a picture right now. And the person can like see him through the eye hole taking the picture. was like, dog, open the door and this is going to be so much easier. Yeah, no, I'm, I'd, I'd be the person who's just like, I won't stand next to the door because I can tell that like, I know someone will see me. But I'd be like, hide away, wait for wait, wait a couple minutes and then go grab the food. Like, I feel like if, if you and I lived together, you'd try to stand back from the door and I'd try to go answer it. Yes. You'd hold me back. Mm, I don't know if I, and then I, I would go and do something silly at the door, and I'd like make fun of knock me. back to them. <laughs> no, they knock. Yeah. On, they knock on the door like your food's here, and then I knock back but not open it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, yeah. I definitely. I know I do that person even um, because I just don't want to interact because it's just the stress of interacting is not with it. That's wild. Yeah, just, uh, people, there's so many different perspectives in the world. It's so, this is why people are so interesting. There's just so many people have so many different perspectives in the world. Do you ever just go people watching? No, I find people watching a bit too boring. Because I end up comparing it to myself a lot. Like, I watch them and be like, oh, like what I do? It's like, I'm like, 
they're being stupid. <laughs> well, I feel like I'd do the same in their scenario. <laughs> yeah, at a at my university, in like, in the students, in the main student living quarters building, there's like this there's this big open area in the center of the building where people just like chill. But there's this perfect spot on the balcony, just like people watch, and I do that like on Saturday mornings. I'll like do my homework early in the morning. And then, like, watch people slowly, slowly sift into the room. And then, like, the room gets louder and louder and louder as more people show up. And I'm like, this is entertaining. I'm in the more of opinion where I like to, like, instead of, like, being in a group of people and watching a group of people, I like to get one person and then just, like, interview them. It's actually, like, something that I, I low-key, it's, like, a sometimes it feels like an addiction. If like if I'm comfortable enough with interviewing if, people, yeah. If like if I'm comfortable enough with the person, um, I'll just like sit there and ask like twenty like billions of questions just about themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I've done it with Caleb before. And I've done it with Michael a little bit. So you're telling me that you're excited for our future episodes where we have guest stars? Yes, like that literally sounds like if I don't know them, but if I'm comfortable enough to like ask, because like there's sometimes where it's like a new person, I don't I have to test the waters to see what they're comfortable. Now what with. if it was my brother? Your brother, I I'd probably test like the first twenty minutes with the podcast. You See, wouldn't be terrified of him. I'd take the first twenty minutes to learn if I'm going to be. <laughs> I'd spend like the first twenty minutes being like, okay, let's see, let's see how the dialogue goes. Let's see if, like it's it's popping, and then if it turns out like uh, I can actually ask him like any question, mm-hmm. I'd start going to twenty one like a billion questions with him. Because I I remember it was like the first time that the whole group had hung out after lockdown. And we were just, like, we were hanging out at my house, and my brother, like, walked into the room, and Max just, like, went quiet. We're, like, we're all hanging out, having a lively time chatting up the room. My brother walked in, and Max just, like, went silent. I was like, that's weird. I just, because we I... We hanging out later that week, and Max was like, dude, your brother's kind of scary. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's because, okay, he's he's tall, muscular, and, like, kind of, like, kind of, like, big, like, kind of imposing a little bit when, you, when, like, you're not really, when you don't know the person at all. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, um, I I don't like it. I don't like act acting with my friends. Like I don't like talk like just like talking about whatever we want to talk about. If someone random just like I don't like wasn't expecting or like if it's like another just like kind of friend person I don't really know, I'd mm-hmm. still be fine. But if it's just like one person's parents walking in or like just a random stranger walking in, I get like, what are they doing here? I don't like this. I just, I don't feel comfortable anymore. I, I, sorry, you probably won't hear that. No, I, I probably, mean, I, like, I, I kind of feel that way too, but it was just kind of hilarious. I get you very, went I, silent and like your eyes sunk back into your head. You're like, Colin, he's in the room. Yeah, I tend to be like, when there's a stranger I really don't want to talk to, I'm scared. Like, I'm like, very trying to avoid interaction. I avoid all eye contact. Um, I just, like, stop talking. Mm-hmm. And just, like, kind of, like, sink down. Yep. And then the next time you were over at my house, I told my brother to intimidate yeah. me. It's on purpose. Okay. And he stood over you. Yeah, that was just, I was like, I was like, we were playing a game. I have, like, like my hand of, like, things I'm do- I can do. Uh-huh. And I'm just sitting there, and, like, I just... I can just see the shadow of like a tall man just like over my left, like left behind me, just like lo- towering over me. I just like look up and just staring at me. I'm like, I don't want to stare in the eyes. It's intimidating. Look me in the eye. Look me in the eye. And then he just goes like the like the face forward, like who? I'm like, what the, what's going on? And I look at Nate, and he's just laughing. I'm like, I just start yelling at Nate. 
<laughs> I did put him up to that, and I don't regret it. Yeah, now I just know I can't trust Nate with my insecurities. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, you're over it now. Yeah. You're not afraid, look, of, my, yeah. You're not afraid of my brother not, anymore, right? I'm not afraid of people. Answer this like, question carefully. No. Because I'll, I'll lose him on you. No, I'm not afraid of him. I'm just, like, it's stranger still to me. Okay. Not, like, stranger is, like, uh, like he is strange. More, like, stranger is I don't know him. Mm-hmm. And I just don't like dealing with people I don't don't know and not like too interested or I feel uncomfortable. I think the biggest thing is like if someone I can tell is likes to have a conversation is like willing for me to ask twenty like is fine with me asking twenty one questions. I will ask those twenty one questions. Yeah, but if I don't know if they're fine with it, I'll be very surface like surface conversation with them. Like, how's the weather? Mm-hmm. I remember when I first when I first started going to Northwestern. It was during lockdown year. And trying to meet new people was so hard. So, like, every time that I would... When I went to eat at the cafeteria, since I didn't know anybody because I was a freshman, and I, like, hadn't been connected to the community from prior years, mm-hmm. whenever I'd go to the cafeteria, I would, like, sit down with... If anybody was sitting alone at a table, I would sit down across from this complete stranger and just start asking them questions because I'm like, bro, I have to meet people somehow, some way. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just lucky I found a volleyball group and made friends that way. Mm-hmm. But now all of them are graduated. Yeah. But that... Seems, that is a story for another episode. And that seems like we're going where we're going to end. Yep. Thank you guys all for listening. Bye! Bye.